carry throughout our lives experiences, events, or accidents that change us as individuals in significant ways. Welcome to First Time Talks, a weekly podcast hosted by Luis Miron about first-time experiences. He'll have conversations with guests about life events and how they shape them. Maybe it's the first time they were bullied, rejected by an employer, or the loss of a loved one. We hope you can relate to these experiences and know you are not alone when dealing with the situations that will be discussed. Nearly a week after the winner was declared for the 2020 presidential election, a report from the Circle Research Center at Tufts University shows that nearly 10 million young people ages 18 to 29 voted during this election. Many of those were first-time voters. In today's episode, I sat down with Sebastián Araujo to have a first-time talk before and after voting in a presidential election. So let's start off with just like, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, a little bit about myself. Uh, I'm 20 years old. I cr- I'm currently an undergrad student at UCLA. Uh, I'm planning to pursue a degree in law, uh, specifically immigration law. I would like to work with, I'd like to intern for uh, the ACLU. I'm from the San Fernando Valley. And yeah, this is going to be my first time voting. So you're obviously 20 years old, so you didn't get to vote on the 2016 election, right? Yeah. Did you follow the 2016 election? I followed it somewhat, some way. I wasn't really into politics back then. I didn't, I knew that, I knew that obviously I wanted to side with the Democratic Party, even though like I'm not a big fan of them, but I, um, I did, um, I, I could keep up little by little, but I wasn't like as much as, I'm, I wasn't as invested as I am today. Yeah. How'd you get so invested, if you don't mind me asking? Well, I didn't really, I wasn't, I was into politics kind of, well, not really necessarily politics, but I was always involved with like the social issues that, that you know, made politics the way that it is. But um, I would say that I started getting really involved into politics once Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was elected to Congress. Uh, I watched a documentary called Knock Down the House and uh, I just really like l- loved it. And like, I learned more about politics and like, I decided to start reading a little bit more and start looking into like the democratic establishment, you know, because I feel like we're all like, we're always like, yeah, go Democrats. But then we always look at the fact that Democrats aren't the best people either. So, so yeah, I think that that's what really got me into politics, learning about her and just hearing about other candidates that are exactly like her. As your, as your first time voting, you know, how much research have you done, you know, and how much, like, have you looked at the propositions, who's in the ballot, and things like that? Because I feel like sometimes for people, that could be the intimidating factor, right? Like, all these yeah. props, am I voting for the right one? Am I hurting someone if I don't do my research? Do yeah, well, no, I definitely do my research. I also, I've been telling people, like, on my Instagram, like, if you don't know, like, a proposition, if you don't know a candidate, like, don't just simply bubble in the incumbent or whatever you saw on TV, because that's what you feel like is right. Like, you can just, like, I created a cheat sheet, so I would just send it to people so that they could, I did that for the primaries too. And like, if people need help, like registering to vote, I help them out with that too. But yeah, I do study the propositions a lot just because commercials are very manipulated to the mind. And uh, a lot of people vote simply for the candidate uh, because they're the incumbent. So I think that, uh, yeah, we really have to do our research in specific propositions, but then there's also a lot of guides that can help you out and stuff. What are some of the guides that they can help you out in? Well, um, there's a lot with like uh, the DSA, like the Democratic Socialists of America. I know that they have a guide too. There's a lot of progressive websites and progressive organizations. 
or even just local organizations uh, might like endorse specific candidates and specific ballots and you can navigate yourself from there. So it seems like you've done a lot of research, you know, and it seems like you're prepared for the election. So talk to me a little bit about how much does that take out of your day? You know, obviously yeah. you're, you're going to start school, you know, you're going to go to UCLA, which congratulations. Thank um, you. Yeah, well, thankfully, I kind of, um, I know I have like this kind of like no procrastination rule. So I like, thankfully, like I've been able to keep up to date with work and the outside work that I do from school, like organizations and local community service and stuff. So like I've been able to, you know, um, use my time wisely. Uh, so and school, I've, I've been able to keep up with it and politics, you know, like uh, just keeping up with it, reading up about it. Like it hasn't taken a lot of time out of my day. Yeah, uh, I just know how to like use my time wisely. So with the pandemic, are you boarding tomorrow or are you going to go up in person? And and, and if yes, why? Uh, yeah, I'm going to be going in person just because uh, my mail-in envelope, I feel like it might be too late. And there's this whole situation with the, you know, the mailing situation, you know, they're not receiving enough funding right now. So like, I feel like it might be too late for me to send it in. And like, I had it with me because I kept sending pictures of it and sending pictures of it and like just making sure that it was everything was fine. And Eventually, I just kept it for too long, so I'm just going to go in person, even if I have to wait three to four hours, because, I mean, voter suppression in America is still continuously uh, real. So if um, if I have to wait, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely wait, but, like, I don't care how long I have to wait in the line, but I'm definitely going to vote in person. What What do you think your experience will be like going into, like, the voting center? You know, it's your first time, yeah. you know? Well, presidential, I mean, I, I voted for the primaries and it was, you know, it was, the feelings were just kind of like everyone. You never really know who's going to vote for who just by looking at them or anything like. And my area is a little bit like where I go vote. I It's a very like white area. It's a very white residential area. So there's a lot of like, you know, middle aged people and like white people. So I, I don't know how the experience might be like. Hopefully it goes well. Hopefully it goes smooth. But I know that it's going to be a very unique one considering that um there's a whole pandemic going on at the moment do you, do you see do you see people like keeping uh, their, their their social distancing like six feet apart like you know wearing masks and i know, think yeah i definitely think that masks are going to be mandatory and they're going to space out the voting booths and they're probably going to disinfect the voting booth after every single person votes and there's probably going to be you know like glass and stuff i feel like it might be safe uh Obviously, if everyone just follows precautions and no one tries to, you know, do anything of like, oh, I don't want to wear a mask or I don't feel like there's a need to like, hopefully no one because obviously the whole voting situation, it's going to be different groups of people with different beliefs going to the same place. Yeah. Um, so obviously, you know, you know, you know that you're not to go vote in person. Um, you're probably going to have to wait a long time, right? Because yeah. just all the all the extra steps that they're gonna have to do to keep everyone safe. So have you planned your day already, like for that day? Like, are you taking the whole day off or do you have to go to work or do you have school? Yeah, yeah I have work, uh, but I don't have work until the afternoon. So I'm gonna just get up early. As soon as the polls open on, on November 3rd, I'm gonna go there. And uh, I actually have an essay due that week. So I'm gonna, so I actually started it way early just so I don't have to worry about it and submit it early enough prior to the election. Because I'm like really excited for the election. Like, as it's like, it's scary, but it's also like there's a possibility that we can get the person in office right now out of office. So I'm kind of excited. So, like, I've been trying to make sure that I don't have any work on that day because I'm just going to simply focus on looking at the polls that are closing and keep up with the live updates and stuff. 
so this is your first time boating and I'm guessing you're a little bit either nervous or excited, right? Um, yeah. Tell me about how you feel right now with the upcoming election and how do you feel going into this, especially with the pandemic going on? Yeah, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest, and I'm very, very nervous. I, uh, I mean, I think that, uh, I think that everyone's nervous. I think that everyone is just waiting for the results to see who wins the, um, the election because I feel like it's gonna get dangerous no matter who wins. So yeah, I am a little nervous, but I'm also a little bit excited because I know that this is probably one of the most important elections ever. So to be able to like cast my ballot for the first time, like in a presidential election, and to have it be like a very memorable one is uh, like, it's kind of nice but it's also kind of scary just because like uh everyone really has to go out there and vote why why is it scary for you uh well i think that there's a lot of stuff on the line you know i have a lot of friends that are women so like i know that right now there's like this whole thing that most likely we're going to get a new supreme court justice by today and you know a conservative justice you know roe v wade all that stuff is very very important i have a lot of friends that are from the lgbtq plus community so i know that there's a lot of rights and like marriage like especially in regards to marriage that we recently got in 2015 that is like that can really harm them um a lot in regards to like um immigration you know the supreme court recently uh sided with uh DACA recipients you know for a little bit but obviously that's in jeopardy and obviously healthcare like our healthcare system in the united states is already already sucks you know and so to pretty much uh you know place the affordable care act into the hands of a conservative justice can really make it go anywhere So it's been a whole week since you voted, you know, and we talked a week before you went to the uh, to the polls. And so tell me a little bit about your experience and how everything well and your little process that you did. Yeah, well, it was uh, thankfully I had already studied the candidates that I was going to vote for in all uh, in all types of election, local and then state and national. Uh, so it was a very quick process. I got up very early. I got up like at 650. Uh, and I took my friend, both my friend and I voted, but she submitted her ballot and then um, she submitted her mail-in ballot pretty much, but she took it there and I voted at the actual polls. But it was a very safe um, experience. Uh, they were very much sanitizing everything that people touched from pens to the screens where we voted on. Something that you talked to me about was the tension that you were kind of like afraid of when going to the, uh, the polling sites. Uh, was that something that you experienced or what was the vibe like when you when you showed up? Yeah, it was a very calm vibe. You know, there wasn't anything that was out of out of the normality. You know, I think that everyone was just there to cast a ballot. Uh, and I think that uh, primarily it was just a more it just felt tense. You know, it felt tense throughout the day, not because anyone was acting up, but just because of the results of the election. You know, I think that these are pivotal moments in which there is a dire need for change. This election was very historic, right? It was like. We like them. Uh, they both the nominees. It's like the most votes that everyone has ever gotten. You know, it was the yeah. people showed up in record numbers. You know, there was record numbers mm -hmm. that uh, mail-in ballots were used, and all the options that people could have used to yeah. to vote right this year. Uh, what does it feel? Yeah. What does it mean for you to be part of such an historical election and for it to be your first time? Yeah, I mean, it, it, feel, it feels great. You know, obviously, we wouldn't want to be in these circumstances because I think that I didn't really want to vote for Biden. I don't really think that we should continue voting for the lesser of two evils. But, like, those are the circumstances that we continue to face. 
but like I, but like I said, you know, I, I wasn't going to sit out this election. You know, I, I casted my ballot. I voted. I, I needed to do what I needed to do. It, but I think that um, besides this, you know, like I'm not going to just uh, rely on voting or electoral politics in order to enact the change that we need in our communities. I think that uh, I'm still going to organize. I'm still going to volunteer and participate in my community. Like electoral politics is probably like this much of the of the efforts in regards to actually leading to the world that we want to see. You yourself are, um, you know, you you are the founder of Las Calles del Valle, right? It's a nonprofit, you know, it's an organization that's out there mm -hmm. to help people. And I think, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but there was a lot of behind the scenes that people like yourself, like organizers, were doing to get people to vote, right? Registering them to vote and getting them out yeah. there, you know, getting their smelling ballots. Do you feel mm -hmm. those people had a, they had the impact they wanted to? Or do you feel like people need to just appreciate the their the right to vote like they need to like really yeah. take it serious in a way because it came close right yeah. it was that close yeah yeah uh yeah well i mean i don't necessarily like to push anyone to vote or to not vote because i think that a lot of people have been affected by uh you know a lot of situations that the united states has been involved in in regards to like you know u.s imperialism you know immigration every administration whether it's democrat or republican i feel like everyone has done something that is really you know inappropriate so i just uh I just don't necessarily force people. I don't make people, I don't guilt people into voting or anything. You know, if you want to vote, that's up to you. And if you don't want to vote, like that's also up to you. Uh, but what I did do, you know, was pretty much like, if you don't know who to vote for, like don't just vote for anyone because you don't know if that representative is even going to be good. So that's why I was, you know, I um, I primarily uh, had like, a, I, I had my ballot filled out and I just, if people didn't know who to vote for, um, they would uh, just send me a message and I would just like uh, tell them who was the best to vote for, who was the best candidate, like what the propositions meant and stuff. Because, you know, if, if you're going to vote, you know, you want to be educated on the on the stuff that's on the ballot. So you ended up like voting really early, right? Were you following the election throughout the day or was it something that yeah. you just like voted and now you were like, I'm going to get off of social media so I won't be stressing out? No, as soon as I got home, I, it was all I've been I the day before I started watching CNN and, and or like MSNBC and uh, checking on Twitter and stuff. But uh, I mean, I, I love election coverage, whether it's a general election, whether it's uh, midterms, primaries, you know, like I love watching them. So uh, I, as soon as I got home, I turned on CNN and that's it. Like I literally did my work for that day, the day before, so that I would just spend the day watching everything and like. Yeah, I just watched that as soon as the top of the hour hit for the first states like Indiana, you know, that's like one of the first states that is called usually. Um, I was already watching the election because I just really I just love watching all of that stuff and keeping up to date with everything that's happening. So obviously, like I myself was like following the election. Right. And it was very like kind of like a like the states were like all oh, these like Florida and Texas are going like going to be up for gas. They might become swing states, you know, and as the day went mm -hmm. by. You know, they started to kind of go towards Republican. At any point during the election, were you nervous? Like, like were you anxious? Like, how were you? Tell me how you were feeling that day. Yeah, well, I mean, I was anxious and nervous throughout this month, to be honest. And then, obviously, that day I was even more anxious and more nervous because there's just a lot at stake. But um, I was, uh, as soon as, like, the I, I kind of know which states are already solid red and solid blue, so I'm not very scared, you know, like, Indiana or, like, California, like, when those states are going to close, like, I, don't, I mean, I don't get nervous, but when it came to states like Ohio or Michigan or Florida or even Texas and Arizona, those I was, I was very nervous for because polls show, you know, polls are very, like, I don't think that polls really um, 
really portray the actual results that are going to take place. But I think that they give you a really good uh, clue on how they're going to, on how they're going to like, uh, on what like the results are going to lead to. So I, and one, but primarily I was more excited for the swing states, especially states like uh, Arizona and Texas that were showing that they were going to be uh, a battleground states for since like a long time. I mean, Arizona, I think, hasn't gone blue since 1992. So it's something that was exciting. You know, I I was, I was, I was like I said, I was keeping like an eye on it, on the election and you like when, when polls were closing. And I knew just because like I did like my research beforehand that it was going to be a while, right? For us to find out mm-hmm. when the election was going to be settled, right? When we knew a winner. Do you, yeah. Do you think like those four days could have been like avoided if things were like prepared better or do you think like they it was necessary or we needed more time than the four days i mean i think that i think that that the time that was taken i think that it's um you know i think that it's expected especially with covid i mean there's a lot of mail-in ballots and like mail-in ballots i'm sure that a lot of people submitted especially you know primarily democrats were the ones that submitted them so obviously it was very important for them to take the time in order to make sure that every vote was counted. So I think that it, it, it was fine. You know, I, I do wish that, like, I think Nevada is still not called, and I think that people are still making fun of that. But, um, I mean, obviously, we all would have loved to have known the president on the day of, but, I mean, with the current circumstances that we're all facing, I don't think that it was meant to be possible anyways. Do you feel that those extra four days that we had to wait, like, stressed you out even more? Yeah, definitely. I I mean... I think the night of the election, because I watched it with a friend, because we were like, we we both love politics, and we were always like, once the 2020 election hits, like, we have to watch together. So we were obviously, like, in the living room, like, very, very, very scared, because Trump was ahead in so many battleground seats, and Joe Biden, you know, was losing, but we hadn't really considered the fact that there were some mail-in ballots to count. But, you know, as the days passed, you know, we started noticing that there was a, the gap was closing and then eventually Biden was leading in a couple of states and then eventually he led in all states but North Carolina. And then Georgia went blue pretty much. I mean, it's still blue. It's most likely going to go blue. But um, I think that um, that was really the, the most exciting part. Now, you said, you know, like you obviously went in person and voted in person and you said that your friend went with you, but she decided to drop off her mail-in ballot, right? Tell yeah. me why you decided to do that. I don't know if we talked about it on before we we talked, the first yeah. uh, conversation we had, but tell me why you decided to to actually go there because it's your first time for a presidential election, right? Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So tell me why you decided to do that. Yeah, well, um, I had my mail-in ballot. I could have easily filled it out, but I like um, I also um, I would just much rather go in there and vote in person because like. I, I, you know, I believe in that voter suppression is very, very much real. And I think that there's really any excuse uh, for voter suppression to take place. Like my friend got her mail-in ballot returned a couple of days ago because the signature, I guess, was not correct or something like that. And I just like, I didn't want to have to deal with any of that stuff. So I was like, I'll just show up in person and vote in person. And besides, it's my first presidential election and I'm the only one in my family that's going to be able to vote. There's 11 of us and it's only me. So like, I'll just go in there and like, make sure that my, that my, um, then my vote counts. Not that mail-in ballot votes don't count, but just because I, I just didn't want to have to go through any of those. So issues. it was more of a, I want to feel secure that, that they got my vote. Yeah. And, you know, I want to make sure that they that I voted and there was no problem, right? Yeah, pretty much. Something that I, that you know, obviously this this whole podcast is about, like, talking about experiences, you know, that, you know, that first-time mm-hmm. experience and things like that. So if you could describe this whole experience, this whole election, 
right? With one yeah. word, what would that word be? Historic. And why? Well, there's a there was a lot, you know. I think that uh, obviously it was it was an election where like people were just scared for like you know the decision. So I think that that's first of all we all know how Trump works, but obviously we know how Joe Biden is too. But I think that Trump is obviously more horrible. Um, we got our first uh, female vice president, our first uh, Indian vice president, our first black vice president, and then Joe Biden became actually the oldest president that's going to be sworn into office. Um, I don't know. I just think that uh, I just think that this election was not. I don't want to say that it was necessarily Democrat versus Republican because I don't think that Donald Trump necessarily represents the Republican Party. I think that his followers are just like something else, and I think that he's something else. Like honestly, I don't. I don't know. I think that there's something else. I don't really believe that they're Republicans. I just think that they're just some little like fan group for him. So you think Donald Trump has a seven seventy million follower? Of- I think that a lot of people, obviously, like me, like voted for the candidate because they're from that party. You know, I, I'm from the Democratic Party because some of my ideals relate to them, you know, in regards to like abortion, LGBTQ plus rights, like uh, the right for women to choose what they want to do with their own body. But I think that a lot of I don't think that every Republican that voted for Donald Trump necessarily likes him. You know, it's like this is the only option. Cause that's how I see it. Like that was my only option. Joe Biden. Does that mean that I like him? No, but that was the only option. It's about the whole voting for le- the lesser evil, correct? Yeah, sadly, it's the voting for, uh, lesser for two evils. But yeah. Well, I want to thank you, Sebastian, for taking the mm-hmm. time uh, to coming on here and you know and talk about this. This such a like, I feel like it was a very important uh, part of your life, everyone's life, and more mm-hmm. than anything, it was like you said, a historic moment. Yeah, it was. Thank you for listening to First Time Talks. Don't forget to follow us at First Time Talks on Instagram. Like us on Facebook to be notified and get sneak peeks on upcoming episodes. Till next time, first timers.